0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Rip City Rundown. I believe this is episode 21 of the podcast. I'm glad you're back with us. We've got a lot of topics to talk about today. And let's waste no time and start discussing them. Some things we'll be discussing today on the August 9th podcast. I'm recording this August 9th. Don't know if it'll come out August 9th or August 10th. We'll talk about CJ McCollum, the fact that we might not be shopping him at all. We'll talk about some failed free agent signings. We'll talk some summer league. We'll just talk some young guys in general, even guys that aren't playing in the summer league. And then we'll just talk about the Blazers offseason as a a whole and see if it was a success or non-success. I'm pretty sure you know the answer of that before I even do it. And then I've got a little mailbag coming from the Instagram. It's currently live. I just put the question thing up just about 20 minutes ago so we might not see many questions but I'm hoping we see a couple and that'll be at the end of the podcast so that'll be going live then hopefully questions start flowing in as I'm recording this just some quick things I got to say about the channel and then about the Spotify and just about the podcast in general right now is a very good podcast showing last episode. We had 559 views. One of the best podcasts we've had all time. Um, on the last podcast, I was really encouraged with the interactions on that. I think it's the second best podcast of all time. The only other one was the previewing of the Nuggets series. But, I mean, I'm really liking where the podcast is going right now. Spotify, remember, you can always go watch there. That had pretty good numbers. Probably the third or fourth best podcast numbers for the Spotify. And that was just five days ago on the podcast. But let's hop right into what we're talking about right now. And that's CJ McCollum. And a report from Jason Quick comes up. As I'm talking, I'm going to try to pull up the article. But CJ McCollum is not currently being actively shopped right now. And to a lot of Blazer fans, that could be extremely disappointing. So I pull up the odd pot or the article right now, August 6th that came out and just titled What I'm Hearing and What I'm Thinking About the Blazers offseason The Signs Damian Lillard will encounter at the crossroads. So I mean I really can't read the whole thing because I'm not a subscriber, but I do know that the Blazers are not currently actively shopping C.J. McCollum. The quote goes, It sounds like Portland is not actively shopping McCollum. The general tone I've heard is the Blazers won't move him just to have him on a different look next season. And that honestly makes a lot more sense than a lot of people think. And I'm not going to say it's the smart move, but it's not the worst move because... It's not like we're, no matter what, not trading C.J. McCollum. It's just we're not going to be the ones to actively shop him. If someone comes in and gets C.J. McCollum, then I think we'll listen. But all it's saying is we're not currently actively shopping C.J. McCollum. And, again, that's probably disappointing to a lot of people. But the Blazers aren't just going to make a move just to make a move. They're only going to make a move to make him better. At least that's what I hope it is. Neol Shea, I mean... He could, he could do some things that I don't agree on and he might just be doing this because he loves CJ McCollum, which I hope it's not the reason why. I hope it's just we haven't had a good offer for CJ McCollum. I mean, obviously the 76ers at this point, the Ben Simmons thing, probably not going to happen. Ben Simmons has said he doesn't want to go to Portland, which again, I don't think that really matters, but Portland might be a little more inclined to not go after him after hearing those that statement. And then the 76ers look like they don't even want McCollum. They are actively pursuing Damian Lillard. They're waiting for the Damian Lillard situation to blow up, which at this rate it probably will. And they're waiting to throw a huge offer for Damian Lillard. So, 76ers are probably out of it. I've seen a lot of rumors for Pascal Siakam, but Siakam's in one of the, the teams rumored for Siakam to go to. I don't remember them exactly. But the Blazers were not on the list of three or four teams. So that's out of the question. But not actively shopping CJ McCollum for the Blazers is it's it's hard to wrap my head around because I think that the Blazers really have to do that. Like that's the only way the Blazers are gonna get better but it looks like right now we're just going to run it back and just a lot of a lot of things have gone on this off season all over social media and stuff like Norman Powell talking about how he's now running from the grind, used to Nurkic retweeting tweets saying he's going to be an all-star. So the confidence at least among players not named Damian Lillard seems high. But if you're best player, I mean this is this could turn into an Aaron Rodgers with the Packers situation. You've got a great or like in the end the Blazers are a great organization in the way They've they treat their players not the worst. Um, well actually that was the wrong thing to say. The, they are a great organization, but they have bad they have bad management. I mean, you look at the Packers, Aaron Rodgers loves Green Bay. He likes the organization, he hates the front office. Damian Lillard, I would assume, loves Portland and loves the organization, but he's probably starting to get a little frustrated with this front office and the fact that Neil Olshay is still on this in this front office i mean there's only been four people that have been a gm since 2012 neil O'Shea is one of them the other three have all won championships that's all you got to know about the fact that neil O'Shea stayed way too long at portland so that was something that when i saw cj McCollum's not getting actively shopped i wasn't surprised but i was a little disappointed we just did see the report earlier this summer a couple of weeks ago that the blazers weren't looking for picks in return for cj McCollum, which made sense and i that was something that I was completely fine with seeing. But no CJ for anything is a little disappointing. But moving on, another thing with the front office and another failure was the fact that Damian Lillard wanted Kelly Oubre and pitched Portland to Kelly Oubre. But Kelly Oubre said, nah, let me go to Charlotte's. Which is not looking good. And another thing that happened in free agency, we'll I'll get into in a bit. Just know that I'm about to say something more about free agency about people not wanting to come to Portland. Um, and the fact that the Blazers couldn't get Oubre and then also couldn't get Nicholas Batum is quite disappointing. Because it just shows that no one wants to come to Portland. They would rather go live in Charlotte. Believe me, Charlotte's a great city. I've been there plenty of times. But still, it's Charlotte. And it's a team that is has some young talent. But like they haven't proven anything as an organization. And that just shows that the Blazers haven't either. No one wants to come to Portland. It's a problem we've had for so long. I mean, the, the most expensive person we've brought in, I think, in the past 10 years is like that we've brought in through straight free agency now like the best player we've signed in free agency is probably like norman powell but he was already experienced the blazers because we traded for him the best player we've signed just straight up from another team i think it's evan turner or the most expensive player that's gross that's very depressing um so from the athletic article it says portland had limited tools only the TPMLE, uh, which is the taxpayer middle level exception and that wasn't enough to lure Nicholas Batum back for a second tour as a Blazer. He went to the Clippers for the minimum instead. And then it continues saying they also couldn't convince Kelly Oubre to take the taxpayer mid-level exception, even though Damian Lillard told me he made a pitch to him at the end of the regular season. Now, Oubre ended up getting two years, $26 million, so he got a lot more money than he could have got with the Blazers. So that one makes a little sense. But the Batum going back to L.A. might just be he really likes L.A., But he decided not wanted to come. Um, And then obviously it continued in the article that the Blazers aren't actively shopping CJ McCollum despite Norman Powell returning. And another thing in free agency that I saw was reported, not sure if it was true, but the Blazers wanted to bring back Hassan Whiteside. Instantly I look at that and I'm red flagging that. But that's not even the worst part. The worst part is Hassan Whiteside didn't want to come here. And again, that's just the issue with the Blazers. No one wants to come to Portland. And even Hassan Whiteside, who went to Utah. He's going to Utah over Portland. That really hurts. He's not going to LA. He's not going to New York. He's not going to Chicago. He's not going to Miami over Portland. He chose Utah for a minimum. So that's all you got to know about people not wanting to play in Portland. And the smoke is billowing. As you like to say, the fire could be beginning, which is not good for the Blazers coming up. Moving on, getting off the sour tone. Um, I, I lied at the beginning of the podcast by saying that this was an action packed podcast because there's actually not a lot of action to go through. Um, but going on a high note, is Damian Lillard won gold? Damian Lillard won gold for Team USA in Tokyo, beating France in the final, beating Nick Batum, who didn't want to join the Blazers, so second Nick. Um, but he I think he had like 11 points in the gold medal game. Uh, he didn't play the best in this Olympics. He was honestly probably the worst defender on the team, which kind of sucks. A lot of people were seeing how bad Dame was defensively. But he did show up in the second half. He had like two points in the first half, had nine in the second half was that second score in the second half other than Kevin Durant, who ended up having 29. But they get the win, get the gold. It was awesome to see for Dame. A really funny moment after was the fact that all the Team USA guys were making fun of Dame for being pissed off that he had to wear Nike, uh, Team USA Nike gear, in the closing ceremonies. So I found that pretty funny. And then reports after it was saying that throughout the olympics dame was playing with a dominant injury um, and he's gonna get that checked out when he comes back so a little a little worrying and concerning there but it's not gonna be anything that's gonna be too bad hopefully but that was reported by shams about the olympics great to see dame being a winner and that's all i gotta say dame's a winner congratulations to him moving on to summer league the blazers opened up summer league just it was either yesterday or two days ago I think it was yesterday against the Hornets um, these are two teams that are very popular within the summer league due to certain personnel players they have but the blazers took the win 93 to 86 if you go to want to know the blazers have always been known to have great summer league teams which is quite annoying because it's, we don't have summer league teams that are good because we have good young players. It's because for some reason we just bring in a bunch of veterans just to make ourselves look good. Obviously, we're going to win against the Hornets, who've got some pretty popular guys. Uh, James Booknight obviously was the 11th or 12th pick in the draft. Uh, Kai Jones was a big pick in the draft. Nick Richards out of Kentucky. Is there Vernon Carey at Duke, but the main guy that gets all the popularity is LiAngelo Ball, who had a great game, 16 points in 16 minutes on 5 of 8 from 3. So give a little round of applause to LiAngelo Ball. But the Blazers come out with the win. It was actually Antonio Balakini in 18 minutes, had 27 points, 9 of 10 from the field, 2 of 3 from the from the triple range, 3 ball, whatever you want to say. And 7-7 seven seven from the line. But 27 points on the bench for Blake and E. That was pretty awesome to see. Um, some guys that actually matter for our team. that could make the final roster. Kenneth Farid had 8 points, 8 rebounds, 3-6 from the field. Michael Beasley, don't think he'll make the roster, but he's another reason why we have a super popular team. 3 of eleven from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, and 9 points. CJ Elby, uh, eight points, 3 of 8 from the field, 1 of 3 from 3. And then our rookie, Greg Brown, went 4 of 8 from the field, 1 of 3 from 3, 2 boards, 9 points, and a couple beautiful dunks. So that was fun to see, a very entertaining game from Portland. Uh, We continue our summer league season, summer league stretch, as we play against the Clippers on Tuesday night at 11 o'clock Eastern time on ESPNU. The Clippers, I'm not sure who their big summer league guys are. Um, I can't even think about anybody in the draft that they had, but that's who we'll be playing. Uh, Nasir Little is actually not playing in the summer league now. So that's a great thing to see. They said he was dominating summer league practices, and he just had no need to even play summer league. So that's a good thing to see, and that moves me on into my next topic, which is guys at the end of the bench, the young guys, who should we keep, who has a bright future, and who I really like. And I'll start off talking about Nasir Little. So as I pull up his stats from last year, Nasir Little is probably one of the more talented young guys, based on raw athleticism and raw talent, in the... Quite honestly, maybe the league. I mean, this guy is an absolute pure athlete. He came into college as a top 3 prospect and a consensus top 5 overall pick most likely for the draft that he ended up entering. And that was the draft with Zion, RJ Ja, and he had a down year in college, a lot similar to Greg Brown come as I talked about in a previous podcast, I believe. High 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 score recruit down college year and comes in as just a raw absolute athlete that needs time to develop but nasir little uh, is coming into year three now and year three is when a lot of blazer players take the big jump i think cj had a big jump in year three i don't know if that was his uh, his most improved player of the year he took the jump in the playoffs but just know blazer players like to make their jump into the rotation into key spots in year three and I think Nasir Little could have a really good underrated sneaky good year next year where he's averaging like 8 to 12 points a game and shooting the ball high 30s and for three I mean his jump from his rookie year to his sophomore year he averaged three points a game his rookie year but his shooting was atrocious he shot 43% from the field and 23% from three that's just downright atrocious and 63% from the free throw line his jump from rookie year to sophomore year was amazing shooting the ball he only averaged four and a half points a game but he shot the ball extremely well 47% from the field 35% from three so a 12% jump and a 14% jump on free throws up to 80% so Nasir Little and I in my opinion is in for a very sneaky good year for the Portland Trailblazers And I look for him to have an absolute stellar season. And I hope he has an absolutely stellar season because the Blazers for sure need it. Another guy I want to talk about is Anthony Simons, who I hope to make a jump. Anthony Simons, as I pull up his stats right now, also improved majorly in this past year, especially as a three-point shooter. So Anthony Simons' basketball reference, for some reason, doesn't want to pop up for me. So, as we wait, uh, here we go. We got it. So, Anthony Simons, his third year last year, and he made a big jump last year, at least shooting the ball. He dropped in points per game because he also dropped in minutes. He averaged three less minutes, but he shot the ball 42% from the field and then 43% from three, an 11% jump from three. That is absolutely insane for him, and he upped his attempts from three to four and a half and obviously made at least one more than last year. He's going to be coming in. He's going to man that bench unit along with hopefully Nasir Little. And he's going to have – I hope he has a stellar season as well. Obviously, I hope everyone on the Blazers has a stellar season. But Anthony Simons in particular, I think he can have a very scary good season for the Blazers. I'm thinking like 12 points a game also off the bench. Uh, He can be a microwave scorer. His defense improved majorly last year. And he's a guy that I don't think the Blazers, unless we're getting someone super good, should be including in any trade talks. But obviously, Neil Olshay doesn't even do trades at this point. So probably something we don't even need to worry about. But I look at Anthony Simons and Nasir Little next year as two players that, if the Blazers are going to make any sort of jump next year, they're going to have to take a step. Um, So those are the two guys I just wanted to quickly touch on right there. And the final question before I do this mailbag, before I see if I got any more questions... And we might not even have any questions. Hopefully, you guys on the Instagram did some questions and helped out the podcast with the mailbag. But I saw this article on Blazers Edge, very great website. I love reading it. It's, did the Blazers take the NBA's biggest step back this offseason? And I'm going to answer that question and then also pose this question to you. Um, did the Bla- Comment down below. Did the Blazers take the NBA's biggest step back this offseason? Right there. Did that happen for the Blazers? I'm going to read this thing. It's from Colin ward Henniger of CBS Sports. Uh, Talked about how the Lakers and the Heat had some of the best off-seasons, but he said that the Blazers' failures in appeasing Damian Lillard are highly publicized. Please, for helps, was atrocious. He said, if Damian Lillard wants to come back from the Tokyo Olympics to a more competitive roster, he's probably not going to be too thrilled right now. The Blazers might still have a move to make, but for now... Bringing back Norman Powell on a $90 million deal was the big splash of the offseason, depending on how you feel about Ben McLemore, Cody Zeller, and Tony Snell. The load situation will be monitored intensely over the next couple months as Portland appears no closer to a title than it did last year. And I completely agree with him. Blazers might have had the worst offseason of any NBA team just because their star is unhappy and they did nada, absolutely zilch about it. Um, so I just wanted to pose that question to you guys down in the comments. If you're still listening at this point in the podcast, I really hope you are. Just answer that question for me. Just to let me know and show me you were still listening at this point in the podcast. It means a lot. If you did answer the question, the final thing I have for you today, again, a shorter podcast should be done under the 30 minute mark. Max is the fact that I might have a mailbag for you guys. I'm going to the Instagram right now. Really hoping some people drop some questions we go to the mailbag. It's only been up for thirty six minutes, so that's all you need to know. These are the real fans, and you will get shouted out. We've got three questions. It's a great amount. Three questions from th- a question per ten minutes for the podcast. Um, the first question is from A J J D two. Let's take a peek at his profile. A J Dutsch Dutsch. Sorry, A J. If I'm absolutely butchering this, I'm going to give you a follow back right now, though, because I appreciate the question. You are one of the true fans. You gave a question under 36 minutes, and you were actually the very first one to give a question, but your question is, I know you guys are waiting, who should be first off the bench this season? That's a great question. I'll give you the realistic version, on then I will give you what version I want. This is tough, actually. This is very tough. As I pull up the Blazers' roster, obviously I know who's on the roster, but I just want to look at it very in-depthly here. So the realistic starting lineup, I'm not saying this is the one I want, but the realistic starting lineup is Damian Lillard at point guard, C.J. McCollum, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, and Yusuf Nurkic. That leaves guys coming off the bench such as Derek Jones Jr., Ben McLemore, Anthony Simons, Nasir Little, Tony Snell, and Cody Zeller. With those players coming off the bench, with the realistic starting lineup, I see our first guy coming off the bench. Wow. That's a terrible bench. So I'll give you Derek Jones Jr. I think Derek Jones Jr. is going to get a lot more minutes this year. I think we played really well when he played. I think back particularly, as I always see, say, to the Los Angeles Lakers game back around Christmas last year where he put an absolute defensive clinic on LeBron James, and right then and there I was like, this guy's going to be really good for the team. But then when we traded for Norman Powell, he got dropped out of the rotation. So that's that. But I do think he should be the first guy off the bench, him or Anthony Simons. Uh, the only reason I say this, or not Nesir Little, the only reason I say Um Derrick Jones Jr. over over Anthony Simons is because we already have three guards in the lineup. So we need to get a wing in there coming off the bench early, not another guard. Um, The one I would want to do is CJ McCollum coming off the bench. I think he should be our first guy off the bench. Now the reason this is so unrealistic is because, A, CJ McCollum is our second best player, most people would say. And he's making $30 million. And you do not want to pay $30 million to a guy coming off the bench. Now, that doesn't mean he's not playing still the second most minutes on the team. That just means he's simply coming off the bench. I think the starting lineup should be Damian Lillard at point guards, Norman Powell at shooting guard, Derrick Jones Jr. at small forward, Robert Covington, and Yusuf Nurkic. That gives us another defensive guy in the starting lineup and Derrick Jones Jr. That gives us not three small guards in the starting lineup, and that gives us an absolute sniper score microwave machine almost an all-star last year before his injury coming off the bench in CJ McCollum and I think that could be really good stuff we could be cooking with something pretty sexy coming off the bench right there if that was the case so to answer your question AJ I think CJ McCollum should be the first one coming off the bench the issue is that's never going to happen next question Thank you for the question, AJ, by the way. Next question is from Mega Three Point King. Mega Three Point King. I don't know why that took so long. You are also getting a follow back. Looks like your name is Enrique. Appreciate that, Enrique, for the question. I'll go ahead and give you a like on a post, too. Did I, s- I said we were going under 30 minutes. We might be pushing over 30 minutes because I'm really having fun with these questions so far is his question is from enrique aka mega three point king since the blazers aren't going to trade cj McCollum, what should portland do moving forward with the squad and that's a question that is super hard to answer in my opinion because all the blazers have left to do with the squad is the 5.9 mid-level exception which i think should be used and this is what the Blazers should do going forward it should be used on paul Millsap. Because I don't think we have that backup four right now. I mean, you got Ronnie Hollis jefferson and Harry Giles on the roster, but I don't think they are good enough to man some backup four at a successful rate like Paul Millsap. So I'll say the Blazers should sign Paul Millsap. That's the only thing really realistically right now without trading anybody that the Blazers could do to get better. Um, And the only way we really get better and the only way we go forward with the squad with a trade is with C.J. McCollum. But since the Blazers aren't chopping him, all we can do really is go after Paul Millsap or some other free agent. But I can't think of one off the top of my head, so I'll give you Paul Millsap because that is the guy that I do want us to go after. So thank you, Enrique, for the question. And the final one, this is gonna this is gonna be a tough tough name to spell here, tough name to pronounce, and I. I actually can't pronounce your name because it looks like you are Greek and I can't understand Greek writing. But your at is Demetris underscore Tazavellis nine. Thank you for it, Demetris. I'm just going to say your name. You're getting a follow back as well. And your question is exactly what I just said. And I love it. We don't have any depth at Power Forward. Who do you recommend? I like Millsap. Boom. Love Millsap. I love Millsap for a backup four. I think he is a great defensive player. He'll knock down some stretch big shots. And he's not coming in to start. He's not getting paid $30 million like he used to be getting paid in Denver. So why not bring him in and be a bench player? He killed us in the playoffs, so why don't we get him to do some of the killing? That's all i got to say. I already went deep in depth on Paul Millsap with uh, Enrique's question. But thank you, Demetrius, for the question. Just three questions on the day, guys. Just three questions. I'm going to the Instagram, and I'm deleting that from the story. So no more questions will be coming in. And that's all I'm going to have for the podcast. I appreciate you three for the questions. Um, means a lot. You guys all got to follow back. And then if I do another mailbag, make sure to go follow the Instagram at rip.city.rundown, links in the description on YouTube and Spotify. And also make sure to go follow my Twitter at ripcityrundown underscore. Again, links links in the description on both YouTube and Spotify. So I appreciate those questions. Make sure to go follow, like I just said, if you want to get involved with mailbags in the future. Um, That was just a tiny one, But that's all I'm going to have for episode 21 of the podcast. I think we're approaching like 29 minutes right now, if I'm not mistaken. So I kept my promise, kept it under 30 minutes. Um, I don't think we'll be having any significant news coming out in the future, except maybe we do use that 5.9 mid-level exception to sign somebody. So I don't know when the next big deadline for the Blazers are or for the NBA is. So – probably talk summer league in the next podcast but make sure to subscribe and share this with some friends let's try to get to the same success we had on the last podcast that would mean a lot that means this thing is growing and that's all i'm here to do so make sure to subscribe give it five stars if you are on spotify i don't even know what you do on spotify download it or something give it a play even if you're not watching on spotify or listening on spotify give it a play we're approaching 30 minutes right now i'm gonna keep it under that for you guys that'll be it guys hope you enjoyed it Peace out.